guys welcome back to the summer show episode number seven today we have a lot of cool things to talk about we're gonna be playing some games later but first of all uh, a little bit behind the scenes we're recording this on a thursday we usually record on saturday so no box office talk to talk about today because uh nothing's really open well midsummer and spider-man opened but we don't really know how they're gonna do yet um actually did anyone see midsummer nope that just Not seemed yet. like that just seemed like such Ari Aster movie from the director of Hereditary. And I don't really know what this one's about, so I don't even know if I'm going to watch it, really. But um, I don't know. It just seemed like I don't know if it's going to make any money or anything, but it looks kind of interesting. I'm still too scared to watch Hereditary. <laughs> Same. <We'll see. laughs> yeah, it's a, I think it's a horror movie about how Sweden is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah here, this one's kind of, like, crazy as well. Like... It's kind of like mind bendy and like it's kind of like one of the ones that's probably gonna have a terrible cinema score because like a lot of audiences like don't get it or whatever. Yeah. Just like Hereditary, a lot of uh, general audiences didn't get it. So we'll see. Did you see I'm Hereditary, sure. Adam? I did. Did you like that one? I did. I think it's quite good. Hmm. So you're probably gonna see Midsummer. Yeah, definitely. Like I'm either gonna see it tomorrow or sometime this weekend. Oh, nice. Um. We'll see. I'm probably not going to watch it in theaters, but actually, I'm probably not going to watch it ever because I still haven't watched Hereditary, which really looks, it looks really good, but I don't know, not for me. But uh, Big Topic came out today. We're going to go straight into the news. The Big Topic came out today, kind of happened quite a while ago, or a few hours ago, so it's pretty recent. Um, The Little Mermaid had some more, more casting news, and uh, a member of a group called Chloe times Holly, Chloe and Holly, um, I think it's some type of teen pop singing duo. Um, her name is Holly Bailey, not Holly Berry, like I thought when I first saw the headline. Yeah, is, I, I read it the same way. Um, Holly, Holly Bailey is going to play um, Ariel in the live action remake of The Little Mermaid. Now, of course, when, when these type of things happen now, if you don't know, um, Holly Bailey is black, um, and the original Ariel is white. So a lot of people, and a lot of times people, you know, generalize people with like a different type of view, and they just try to make them seem like the bad person. I'm not going to try to do that. So I'm going to try to be very fair to what their point is. A lot of people are are not really excited about this uh, casting. There's a lot of people are, but a lot of people aren't. And they're citing the reason as they think changing they saying when you're changing a character like this, you're changing Ariel, who is a white character in The Little Mermaid, to a black character in this live-action version, that everyone's excited and everyone's saying, this is great, blah, blah, blah. 
But then if we change the character like Tiana, that's been the biggest example. If we change characters like Tiana, because it's also the only example you could use, um, and the princess and the frog, um, if we change that to a white character or a white actress in the live action remake, everyone will go crazy. And they're saying, that's unfair. There's a bias there. And it's not even just um, the white people like you would think. So I'm going to read. There was someone that on Instagram who also posted. Um, it was Infinity Sir underscore. That's her name on Instagram. She says, I'm saying this as a person of color. I can understand to a gr- degree why this is being seen as a poor casting choice. And honestly, I find this to be a weak shot at representation. If you want to give representation to black actresses, write roles that can portray that they can portray accurately like Princess Tiana. Actually make their culture part of their character. If you cast a white girl as Milan or you'd look stupid. If you cast a Hispanic girl as Moana, you'd look stupid. Casting a black girl as a Danish princess just feels like being thrown a bone and I in my opinion wait, wait, make wait. it matter. What? She's not a she's wait, 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 wait. Atlantis <laughs> is in the Caribbean. Yeah, I, d- I didn't get the Danish part, but either way, she's saying... It's, well, um, that, was, that was just her opinion. It's based so, on a, a fairy tale, I think, by Hans Christian Andersen, who I think is Danish. Oh. Yeah, but, I mean, the ocean, the, the actual, the ocean ocean, I think the one that he's trying to portray is, well, at least the one in the Disney movie, is, it's in the other side of the world. Yeah, that's yeah. just, like, that's the link that she's making. Yeah, yeah okay. I think she got a little bit confused in there, but either way, the point that she's making is, like, if you're gonna cast um, a person of color in these big roles, write a write a character that they can actually portray, rather than just giving them some white character. Now, a lot, of course, a lot of people on the other side were coming out and saying that being black is a large part of Tiana's character, and if you made Tiana white, then you would be either lessening or at least changing a large part of Tiana, uh, Tiana's character and her backstory. While changing, while being white doesn't really have any part of Ariel's character. So, with all of that being said, um, what do you think about Holly Bailey being cast as the Little Mermaid in this live-action remake? Um, Rodrigo, by the way, Rodrigo and Adam are the podcast. I don't know if I said that, but Rodrigo, what do you think? <laughs> well, I I do not know her work at all. I've never heard her name before, so I don't know what her chops are, acting or singing-wise. I would think she's a good singer, just because... Actually, no, not even that, because they casted Emma Watson as well, but she can't sing. But uh, Well, she is uh, a singer first, and she, then an actress. So, so, so she's a singer, so like I, I think that's good, because I think uh, The Little Mermaid specifically kind of lives and dies on the music. And you need to have Ariel be able to like pull off the you know the singing parts. Now, uh, quickly, I'll I'll say she has three credits to her name. One is a 2006 film called Last Holiday, um, which she's 19, so that means she was a kid in that. Um, 2012's Let It Signs, starring um, Everybody Hates Chris, dude. Um, <laughs> and then she has been in the Blackish spinoff Grownish since 2018. So she has very few acting credits, and then she's a part of a music group called Chloe X Hallie. Okay, so. um, but I think uh, because I cannot comment on her acting, um, mm-hmm. 
I think the whole ethnicity thing is like I think it's fine. It it kind of fits, uh, given this is like in the Caribbean, pe- people in there are typically darker skinned. Um, so it makes sense in that department. If you can pull off the singing, that's great. And uh, yeah, I, look, this is not such a bad choice. I'm curious to see what they want to do with the rest of the casting, because. Then I put into question Melissa McCarthy's choice, sort of like, oh, this is a safe choice here, so we can make a more, uh, you know, like a more, you know, controversial choice or a, or a riskier choice somewhere else. And that's what I was, And that's where I was about to get at because Aladdin, like Aladdin, would be something that could have really easily been whitewashed if if they said they were going to take a chance with Genie, but they think. They, I think, obviously, with Aladdin, they were like, we have a big enough box office draw with Will Smith. We can go for some more, um, you know, unnamed actors or whatever. So, like, I think with The Little Mermaid, you might be right. They were like, okay, we have Melissa McCarthy. She'll put butts in seats, even though she won't. But either way, we have a big star in Melissa McCarthy, so we can go ahead and take a risk on this. Like, for me, I haven't watched The Little Mermaid, so I'm not, like, super, you know into it i'm not like really anticipating this but i'm not gonna lie uh the race thing aside i don't really care the the race of like almost any character unless it's like really important to what that character is it, i really don't care about you know what the character looks like but i'm not i'm not gonna lie i got a little bit less excited when she was uh announced because first of all i thought it was zendaya i, I didn't think that was a rumor i thought it was confirmed um, like I, I thought a while ago they had decided on Zendaya for this role, but I'm guessing that was just a fan cast. Um, so when they cast her, I was just kind of hoodwinked. I was like side blinded. I don't know what the word is, but um, what it? I don't. Know, it doesn't matter. But like I was, I was caught off guard. I guess just like okay, this is somebody I don't know. Um, I I've seen Let It Shine, but I don't remember her in it. Um. And I haven't seen Gronish, so I wouldn't recognize her from that either. But I, I don't know. It's she. Hopefully, she's good. Uh, it kind of scares me that she's a really more of a singer than an actor. I would kind of rather someone who's like a really good actor who can kind of sing. <laughs> but we'll we'll see. I mean, th- this whole remake, I think, is just kind of a. Eh, idea like i get it it's disney's last big live action remake like after little mermaid they don't have any really big ones left unless they start going into pixar movies which i don't think they'll do so this is their last big one they're obviously gonna make it but with melissa mccarthy who's just kind of like in most comedy roles nowadays like i hear she was great in the thing she got nominated for oscar last year but in most of these comedy roles i just i just don't see her killing that role i just think she'll be okay and then this actress holly bailey in this lead role i i don't know it just kind of gives me vibes of um what was the oprah movie called a wrinkle in time yeah where it was like maybe the actresses are good but they're probably not going to be given much to do i I don't know. I I'm not excited. Yeah. Like I'm I'm, I'm, on, I'm less excited for this than I even was for like Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin. This like, is just not clicking for me. Honestly, the the one thing that makes me want to see this movie is that Limano Miranda is involved in compu- composing new music for it. Um, 
that's that's about like my my one draw for this movie, Liminal Miranda. If it weren't for that, I would be like, eh. The same way yeah. I thought about that, and like kind of like, eh, I don't really care that much. He's still three for three, I think, because the Hamilton music is good, the Moana music is mostly good, and then the Mary Poppins music, in my opinion, is also pretty good. So, him him being involved is is good. And I um, think uh, Rob Marshall, the guy that directed Mary Poppins Returns, is also directing this movie. Oh, that makes me a little bit less excited. Oh, he shouldn't have told me that. Well, I, I like Mary Poppins Returns, but it wasn't because of his direction. No, no, it definitely wasn't because of that. But you know. Um, yeah, I'm trying to look it up, but I don't, I don't see anything about the director. Okay, but it has. I mean, a you Rob might Marshall list on IMDb, so he does. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh well, I'm I'm just so meh about this. Oh well. Do you? I I didn't throw to you, Adam. Do you? Do you care about this at all? Um. I think this should be like non-news, essentially. Like, essentially, like. The facts of the character of like a what is it? I hmm. I think this should be like I don't know why you have me on this podcast. I'm terrible <laughs> at speaking. Um, um no, like the, the thing is essentially like I don't think that there is Like, a, like, a late step of, like, I don't think this is, like, a representational choice, right? I think this yeah. was, like, probably at best they wanted, like, I don't, well, like, do you think I don't they think made that, like, this? Do you think they made this choice because she's black? Or do you think they were really wowed by her audition and were just, like, we're just going to make this decision regardless of what people think? I mean, like, I don't. I don't trust Disney to make like an ethical decision. I think that they're like going to make a like a decision because it makes them money. Um, <laughs> and so I don't think that they're making this decision to like promote representation essentially. Um, I do think it is probably a good thing that like you can casually cast a actor of color in a role. Um, and like Except you can't because people will draw attention to it. And, like, that's yeah. the problem here. Um, like, you should be able to just, like, casually, like, cast this actress in this role. Um, if anything, I think, I personally think this is a good thing because I like the idea of, like, less well-known actors getting these sort of bigger roles. Yeah, that was one thing I liked about Yesterday was that, um, Yesterday the Beatles movie that just came out, is that Himesh Patel is the lead of this big movie um, that they could have easily cast a white person in, but then they didn't draw any attention to it. And there didn't seem to be much like rage about it at all. It was just kind of like, this is cool. But that was also an original movie. This is a live action, so it's different things. So we'll see. Um, in terms of the actual movie, I don't know how, how good it's gonna be. I, I'm not very excited, but in terms of the choice to do, to cast her, um, We'll we'll see. Um, we'll see. Chase, uh, we kind of had the full discussion, but just quick thoughts. Halle Bailey. Um, do you know who Chloe times Halle is, or Chloe X Halle? Yeah, they're on uh, the show called Grownish with Yara yeah. Tahiti. 
Um, yeah, I, I heard the news she got cast as uh, Ariel from The Little mm-hmm. Mermaid. And uh, I think it's a, I think it's an interesting choice. Um, I'm like when I when I saw the news, it shocked me. I wasn't like amazed or anything. Like I've only seen her in, like Grownish uh, acting wise, but uh, is she good in Grownish? Of that. Yeah, she's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that helps. Um, we've been talking about that for sixteen minutes, and I planned that yeah. to talk about that for five minutes. But also, I think I alone was talking oh, for about ten minutes. So <laughs> I'll be right back. All right, that was Chase. Um, but also, um, in other news, Quinn Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood comes out in a few weeks. And he said earlier in an interview that um, if, or if he said earlier in an interview that his 10th film will be his last film, that after 10, that um, he's going to quit directing, that he's given all that he can to movies. And that and then he's gonna move on to something else after ten movies. And once upon a time in Hollywood is his ninth. But now he is saying maybe if the reviews for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are really, really good and people really love this movie, he might quit now and this might be his last movie. So, um Adam, we'll go to you first, actually. Um I I, I don't believe you're a huge Quentin Tarantino fan, right? I like his movies. Oh, um, Okay, so would you, or first of all, are you excited for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? And second of all, do you want him to make that 10th film, or do you just want him to move on after number nine? It's hard to say, because like I don't think that... I'm not particularly excited for uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I don't think that... I don't think, like, you say, like, if you were to say to me that, like, Quentin Tarantino isn't going to make any more movies, that doesn't feel like a particularly affecting statement. The way that, like, if you were to say, like, Martin Scorsese is not going to make any more movies, or Jordan Peele is not going to make any more movies, that would Mm -hmm. be, like, gutting in a way. Um, But not so much for Tarantino. Like, I, I don't particularly feel strongly about, like, the future of his career, essentially. Um, I feel I feel the same way, actually, because now that you say that, I could probably, if I really thought about it, think of a list of at least 10 to 15 directors who, if they said they were never going to make a movie again, I would be much more hurt than if Quentin Tarantino said he's not going to make a movie again. But yeah. I also have some more thoughts on Quentin Tarantino anyway. But Chase, what about you? Yes. Uh, if... Uh, what was the question again? Sorry. Yeah. First of all, are you excited for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? And second, mm-hmm. do you want Quentin Tarantino to make more movies after this movie, or do you want him to go into? Actually, let me let me preface this. He has said um, he won't entirely leave the entertainment world after he stops making movies. He says he sees himself writing film books and starting a right theater, so he'll still get to be creative. Um, he just thinks he's given all that he can to movies. So, would you rather him move on after number nine, or after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, or do you want to see him keep making movies? Um, well, to, I haven't seen many of his, well, yeah, I haven't seen many of his movies outside of um, Reservoir Dogs. 
and um, I'm I'm not too hyped about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I know it'll be great, but like I'm, it's not a movie that like I'm dying to see. Um, I I'd, I'd be fine with whatever whichever way he goes. Uh, probably the 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 creatives the more like creating his own theater side. Yeah, I think he'd. I think I prefer that one more because you get to like uh, stretch out like with different themes of creativity and film. And uh, I think it'd be interesting. Yeah. Rodrigo. Well, if she, if he keeps milking making good films, um, you know, I like to keep going on just because, like, you know, he 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 makes original films, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, the the other thing, like the whole thing about like quitting, I'm like, you know how many times I've heard um, uh, uh, Miyazaki, and you know probably know this Adam, I said like, oh, this is my last film, like I'm I'm quitting after this one. Then he comes back for another movie, and then no, yeah. this, this is really my last one. I'm gonna quit, and then he comes back for another movie. I said, like, God, are you gonna retire or not? It makes more sense for him because he's like ancient, but. <laughs> Um, I don't know, like the whole like director quitting after a certain number of movies. I'm like, nah. I'm like, if they keep making money and they still have good ideas, I think they should still be able to make movies. Uh, were you gonna say something, Adam? There's also a degree which, like, Miyazaki is very much someone who like is made miserable by like the process of making movies, and I wouldn't say the same thing of Tarantino. And so, like, it is, if anything, more believable for Miyazaki to say that than Tarantino to say that. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. I don't like Quentin Tarantino. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I've watched four of his films. I've watched Reservoir Dogs, which I think is really boring. I think I've watched Pulp Fiction, which I also think is really boring. I've watched Inglourious Bastards, which I think is great. And Django Unchanged, which I can't really remember, but I remember Leonardo DiCaprio was really great. So... It, I, I will say, I think, because Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction are some of his older movies, and Inglourious Bastards and Django Unchained are some of his newer movies, that I'm, I'm more inclined to be excited for a Quentin Tarantino movie today than I would have been in 1990. But when you say Quentin Tarantino is not going to make any films anymore, I don't get excited. I'm not like, yay, Michael Bay is not making any films anymore, or anything like that. It, but it's like, okay, whatever there are other directors like even even when you're talking i was trying to think of like christopher nolan is one i would i would be much more sad if he stopped making films jordan peele even john krasinski on at this point <laughs> in his career and so it's just like it, it's it's what it's whatever with christopher or christopher nolan, with uh quentin tarantino i if he wants to do his other thing that's fine like go do that i if you want to make a 10th film whatever go do that like I, I agree with you. I do like that he is one of the maybe five directors working today who can actually make an original film and get the budget that he wants and have creative freedom. So good for him with that. But, you know, I'm not dying for his next film. If I, I, I'm, I'm somewhat excited for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think it's had one of the better trailers um, or ad campaigns that we've seen so far. So um, I... I I'm reasonably excited for that film, at least a lot more than or a lot of films that have came out this year so far. Even even if I'm not a huge 
Quentin Tarantino fan, but I think one of the reasons I am excited for um, it is that it seems kind of more like Inglorious Bastards than it does like any of his other movies. So if he makes a tenth movie like Inglorious Bastards, and hopefully what I what I hope once upon a time in Hollywood is like, then sure, make a tenth movie. But if not, eh, just retire. I don't really care. But I don't know. Sure. But speaking of trailers, uh, three came out. Three big trailers came out this week. Um, let's start with the one that Chase isn't very happy about. Um, Jumanji, The Next Level. Um, oh, heck no. I, I didn't see it, but uh, Chase, Chase, tell them why you're, why you're mad. Because they stole my freaking film name, and I want to sue <laughs> so bad. Like, no. I know yes, if you don't know, Chase made an excellent short film last year called um, The Next Level, and and yes, Jumanji uh, stole it for their second film. I subtitle. think it is better than the original Jumanji, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Like, the trailer was fine. It's just, like, the whole time I was just mad about the name, so, yeah. I'll see it, but, like, you know, I'm still going to sue them after it. Uh, I didn't see it. Rodrigo, did you? <laughs> I saw it. Uh, looks all right. It, it look kind of looks like the original Jumanji, like the previous Jumanji trailers. So I'm like, okay, yeah, this looks like some, you know, kind of light, fun movie. By previous, do you mean the previous Kevin Hart, Dwayne Johnson one or the yes, original? Yes, yeah, okay. the, the previous one. Uh, the one, yeah, the rock one. Like, yeah. that was, you know, I had fun with, I was actually pleasantly surprised by by Jumanji, so I was like, hey, you know, if this, it's kind of like that, I'd be okay with seeing it if I have time, you know, at some point. I mean, it doesn't, it kind of does the same things, and some of the sequences look kind of cool. So, it could work. Also, if you have not seen the trailer, uh, spoilers for the trailer, like, The Rock is basically playing Danny DeVito. <laughs> so... Uh. Yeah, that that should be fun. I, yeah, I haven't seen this. I haven't seen the original Jumanji trailer. So um, I'll skip my thoughts because I don't have any. Uh, so another one that came out, another, I'm, I'm assuming you haven't seen the trailer, Adam, which is why I, I skipped over. Uh, I have, but I have no opinions. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> um, I'm actually surprised. Why? Did you, were you just like on your phone and was like, whatever, let me go ahead and watch this? <laughs> well, yeah, you, you gave us the topic list yesterday, so I figured I'd. No, oh, nice. At least watch the trailers that you sent us. Yeah, nice. You uh, you plan ahead more than me because I also I was the one who sent that topic list and I still did not watch the trailer. <laughs> but one that I did watch was Charlie's Angels. Um, so, you know what? Surprisingly, I'm a, I'm a I'm a throw a curveball because no one would probably think this, but I I actually quite enjoyed this trailer. Um, like, does it look like a great movie? Probably not. But, like, it looks pretty fun. Kristen Stewart looks like she's having more fun than I've seen her have maybe ever in a movie. Um, Naomi Scott is perfect. Um, I don't know who the other actress is, but who cares? But it looks like a nice, fun comedy. And I'll say in a year where we've had disappointment after disappointment, I could see this being a sleeper hit. I'm not going to lie. Like, this, I, I don't know if I'm going to see it opening weekend, and my, like, opinions will probably be... And, like almost entirely shaped by the reviews of this movie, but I don't know it. 
it looks kind of entertaining, in my opinion. Um, yeah, Kristen Stewart looks cool. I mean, yeah. Uh, who's directing this one? I forgot. Uh, what's his Elizabeth name? Elizabeth Banks. Oh, Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of worried about because she's a first-time director. But um, or is Actually, she? Uh, she also directed the um, uh, Pitch Perfect two. Oh, <laughs> that made <laughs> that made me less. Oh man, <laughs> you shouldn't have told me that. Uh, okay, um, I I couldn't get through Pitch Perfect two. But I did like Pitch Perfect 1 and Pitch Perfect 3, which um, is probably not good for Elizabeth Banks. But she looks like she's actually pretty fun in this one, too. It kind of looks like a pseudo-James Bondy type film, like, except with women. I don't know. I haven't watched the original Charlie's Angels, um, but this one looks fun. Um, Rodrigo, you groaned when, when I talked about this. Yeah. You don't like it as much. I did not like the trailer at, at all. <laughs> Something about, I don't know if it was the, how the trailer was cut or, or I don't know, something about, I, I didn't get uh, a certain vibe from the trailer. I just didn't get excited for it. I, I'm a big fan of Naomi Scott now because she made a fantastic Jasmine. Uh, um, so, like, I'm perfect. Yeah. I'd see it, I'd see it because of her and for, um, I saw someone else in the trailer. Uh, what's his name? Um, Noah Centineo? Luis Gerardo, uh, no. Luis Gerardo <laughs> Mendes, um, uh, who's, uh, I, I'm a big fan of his. He's, he, he's a fantastic actor and comedian uh, in a Netflix show called Club de Cuervos. Uh, so I, I like him. I like Naomi Scott. Uh, I'm not too familiar with Christian Stewart's work uh, as of late. So I'm like, you know, if I hear good things about this movie, I'll go see it. I'll give it a chance. Uh, if I don't, which I... I I don't have a good feeling about this movie just based on that trailer. Uh, then I'll just skip it. Chase. Mm, like my thoughts on the overall trailer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not too hyped about it. Um. Then again, I've never really watched any of the other Charlie's Angels films, so mm-hmm. I I could. This is a miss for me. I mm-hmm. I the cast looks cool, looks good, but I probably won't check it out. Adam, since I now know you've watched it, um, do you have any thoughts? Uh, no, to be honest, no opinion. Okay, that, that makes I just uh, go ahead. I don't know. It's hard to be like I'm slowly getting to the point where like I don't have any real enthusiasm for most like blockbuster movies, and this is like especially like not a great sign in that it is like the second film uh, being directed by like. Uh, Elizabeth, excuse me, but this is the only the second film uh, Elizabeth Elizabeth, excuse me, Elizabeth Banks has directed. I'm sorry, um, and it's which is like that's a thing that like this year has been like good proof that like that isn't that isn't necessarily a bad sign because like lots of people like Shazam and the guy who made that mostly had previously worked on bad horror movies. Mm-hmm. And lots of people like Chernobyl and the guy who made that had mostly worked on like bad, like really bad comedy movies. Yeah. And so there's a, there's a degree to which like, you know, maybe that doesn't mean anything, but it also doesn't say anything good, you know? Yeah. See, you said you had no thoughts, but then you had the most researched thought out of the whole show, probably. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so those are those two, and then I'm actually gonna gonna flip because I I didn't expect when I watched these trailers, I was like, okay, Charlie's Angels is probably gonna be bad, and Knives Out is probably gonna be great, but I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I'm just gonna go. I'm not gonna lie. I I really did not like this Knives Out trailer. Like, really, I really did not like it. Like, probably I think the worst trailer I've seen this year. Like what? okay, no, uh, no, no, no. Charlie's they, Angels is way worse than this. No, yeah. I think Charlie's Angels made me a lot more excited. To me, this one made me a lot less excited. The only thing that seems cool about this movie, Knives Out, is the cast. And I was looking at the cast, I was like, there's a lot of famous people. But from Jamie Lee Curtis, who just was there, she didn't really do anything. Um, Chris Evans. Look, I okay. A lot of people were like, you know, really happy that he's playing this goofy character, but he just looked annoying. Like his whole character just really seemed like annoying the whole time, and you know, the whole part where he was telling everyone off, telling them what they should eat, like that was just like, eh, whatever. And it didn't even fit with the tone of the trailer because it was like, okay, you were setting up this kind of murder on the Orient Express type thriller movie, and now he's making jokes. And it just kind of seemed like that happened every single time. A lot, um, a lot of people didn't seem like they have anything to do in this movie. They were just kind of sitting there. I don't really know what half of these characters are in here for. Um, Daniel Craig looks great. I'll say that. Um, Daniel Craig with his little southern accent doing his doing his things that looked pretty cool. But just this whole trailer, I really wanted to be excited for this. And then I saw. You, a few people were like, oh, man, this looks so great, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, let me go ahead and watch it. And then it just absolutely did not do it for me. And I'm honestly debating if I'm even going to see the movie at this point. Um, but I will say the fact that so many A-listers are attached to this project means there's at least something good in there. Or that, or at least they probably pity for Ryan, Ryan Johnson for all the stuff he had to take for the that Star Wars film he did, but I, I, I don't know, whatever. Blah. Uh, I guess y'all liked it for some reason. Rodrigo, why? Why is this I, a good trailer? I, I loved it. It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, I think the idea of having a murder mystery that's also really funny, um, I, I, I really like that idea. I like um, Chris Evans trying to do something different uh, with his character. And if he's a spoiled brat, oh, I'm going to love it. I just, I just think like he would play a hilarious spoiled brat. Um, the cast looks fantastic. Um, the trailer doesn't seem to kind of hint at who the culprit might be uh, at, you know, the whole murder thing. Uh, so I, I don't know. It's a, this, this trailer just kind of has a really nice, fun vibe to it which you don't really expect out of a murder mystery. So it's like, it, it's not taking itself too seriously. Uh, but, uh, you know, I really, uh, you know, I think it's probably going to have a nice, um, nice mystery and everything um, attached to it. Yes, it, it just looks fun and cool. Tracy, go ahead. Um, like the, the Chris Evans part, I thought like, I did enjoy that scene. It was pretty goofy. Um, the overall trailer, it was pretty fine. I liked it. It got me interested to see it. Um, yeah, I, I just didn't hate it. I, I liked it. It's pretty interesting. I'll go check it out if there's a screening for it. 
Wait, Rodrigo actually did see for free, but yeah, hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, he actually saw it, so he knows if it's good or not. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty intriguing. Uh, not boring or anything, or it doesn't give too little or too much away. So yeah. are you allowed to talk about it, Rodrigo? Nope. Okay, then never mind. <laughs> Um, Adam, this is, seems something that maybe not specifically in your wheelhouse, but at least something that you'd be more excited than, than the other two that we talked about. So, yeah, um, yeah, go ahead. But the problem is that you're right. And this is a bad trailer. Thank um, you. <laughs> this is a, like, this is, this is a trailer that I don't come away from with anything really. Um, there's like nothing in it that is like visually striking except for like the weird knife mural um there's almost no like like it very much feels like a trailer that is like saying we have this big cast but fails to project anything of what the characters are like chris evans is oh. like playing a guy who's a bit of a like jackass but like outside of that like what do we get out of these like out of this like cast at all um, Daniel Craig is Southern, and that's all we get, really. Like, there's no, like, real, like, personality being projected by anyone. Um, and even Chris Evans is, like, he still is kind of... He still kind of reads as a bit of a Boy Scout, and so it's kind of hard to, like, take him seriously as, like, the, like, the heel of the movie. Um, and, like... This might be because, like, I'm not super familiar with, like, bottle mysteries. Like, I haven't, like, seen or read any, like, Poirot or anything like that. And that's certainly part of it. Like, maybe if you're, like, familiar with that sort of thing, this is more appealing sort of uh, trailer. But also, it just... I I don't feel like I've come away from this trailer knowing anything, knowing anything except, A, it's a bottle mystery, and B, who's in it. Yeah, I I agree with um pretty yeah with pretty much everything you said, but you know, it's everyone's choice if you if you like the trailer and you want to see it, then go ahead. But um, I mean know, for me it's probably it for me. it's probably hard to say because like I didn't have this before I saw it, so it's like uh, you know for me I'm I'm just seeing stuff that I've seen before, and it reminds you of a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. But that's it for basically all the news that came out this week. But one thing I want to talk about, because we talked about it a little bit last week in our spoiler-free review of Spider-Man Far From Home, but we, I want to go ahead and get into spoilers for this movie. It came out on Tuesday, so and we're going to release this on Saturday, so people have had a good amount of time to watch it if you want to. But, um, okay, so a lot... Let's Let's go... Let's go... I guess character by character. I think that's the best way to do a review, probably. And how how the movie serviced the characters. And we'll talk about the events of the movie through those characters. So let's start with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Um, great as always. Um, and and he's great as both. Which is, I think, one thing that he does better than the other two. Because I think Garfield was a pretty good Spider-Man and an okay Peter Parker. Um, and I think Tobey Maguire was, like, okay at both. But, like... Peter Parker is actually a really interesting character, and then so is his Spider-Man. So I think he's really good at both, and this movie just kind of pushed forward the fact that I think he's the best Spider-Man that we've seen so far. What about what do y'all think? 
Um, oh, anyone? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I I think he he does. I I like Tom Holland just because, like you said, like he's probably the best of Garfield and uh, and Toby. Where it's like he has that charm and charisma that Tom Maguire has as had as Peter Parker and that cool Spider Man uh, thing that uh, Andrew Garfield had as 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 Spider Man. So he does that. I think he really pulls off. Uh, both the more dramatic, uh, you know, the more emotional moments, and also like the uh, kind of the quirky and kind of awkward teenage uh, attitude, especially around around MJ and all that stuff. So like, I, I think Tom Holland just does a fantastic job playing a teenager. Uh, which which he is, and going through all the stuff that he's going through, I think he really pulls it off and sells it. Um, I changed my mind because I was thinking about this film. It doesn't really do too much to serve as the characters. So let's talk about the events of the film because I actually think that'll be a better way to review this film in particular. So let's let's. So sorry, Chase, but we'll come back to you. But no, it's cool. the, um, So it starts out with this uh, this montage. It was like it's what was it? I will always love you. I think. Yeah, it was um, all that in memoriam. Yeah, in memoriam for um, Tony, Tony Stark and um, Captain Stark, America. Captain America and Black Widow. Thank you. And then they start to go into the blip and how people in schools um, had to go back uh, to the start or whatever and then do all of this stuff and blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was completely out at this part of the movie. Like at the very beginning when they're talking about the blip and like basically everything kind of before the trip starts, I was like really kind of not into it. Um, what about y'all? Y'all were, were y'all instantly hooked by this movie or was it more of like, okay, whatever, let's just get to the cool part. Did it oh, Chase, with- yeah. Uh, uh, I was into it. Uh, the- not gonna lie, that uh, opening scene kind of got like it made me laugh because it was just like really badly edited. Like you could tell people in high school like edited it. Um, uh, the the part with um, in, like Peter having a plan. I've seen that in most movies, and I thought it was kind of cliche. But you know, uh, he didn't focus on that too much. I, I don't recall, but um, I. I was kind of just like waiting for him to be Spider-Man, but I, I, that I, I am, what's the word? I, it did its job and um, setting up the character. So, you know, one thing I want to bring up, um, let's, let's talk about this plan and Tom Holland and Zendaya's relationship, Peter Parker and MJ. Um, Mm -hmm. In the last movie, he was going after this other girl. I forgot her name. Um, Mm. But this whole thing is that he liked this other girl. Zendaya was just his friend. And at the end, they at least maybe sort of kind of hinted that they like kind of liked each other. But it like was barely there. And then this movie, it kind of like retconned it and was like completely like these two really, really like each other. And, I, and when I just saw that, I was like, okay, I get it. Tom Holland and Zendaya have good chemistry or whatever. But like, you can't just like completely change how these characters interact with each other like 
on a on a like on a dime like really like they didn't really set up how much he liked her because in the entirety of the last film she was just a friend and then and then what even happened to that other girl i think she moved or something like that but then it's just like oh yeah but and it was just like okay these two like each other and the whole film's about him getting with her and i was like whoa you didn't you didn't do enough to sell me on this relationship now luckily tom holland and Zendaya are good enough actors where i ended up kind of buying it anyway but it just didn't quite do it for me at the beginning and then it kind of took a while for me to really get really invested into the okay they like each other storyline rodrigo what about you well that that whole part like i think for me it it just works as as a fan of the spider-man character i'm like oh spider-man and mj have to be together right um so they didn't have for me personally they didn't have to do any work setting up the relationship in the first place like just the, the way they started it off just worked for me and i mean they were gone for five years uh they just came back to an entirely different world so you know things things change <laughs> when uh, uh when when you've been uh, dusted away by a purple grimace guy that, that's one thing they didn't explain is were they all alive in that like were they just chilling for five years with each other the, the because it seems way, like no one res- way, remembers yeah. No, the the way Spider-Man it's actually Spider-Man the one that explains it in uh, Endgame is that it was just like like a blink like like a sleep. Yeah. It's like he passed out like he feels like he passed out in uh Titan and then when he came back after Hulk snapped he's like, "Oh, I'm oh, I, I just woke up from like something, right?" So he, for then they didn't feel the passage of time at all or anything yeah so now i'm like okay then when did this happen i don't know how long after homecoming it endgame happened or infinity war and endgame happened but i don't know that was just one thing that got me but okay so we we're going on this film mysterio shows up um and he's trying to convince these guys that you know he's he's doing his little tricks blah 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 the movie's dragging on and then we get to the point where um Mysterio reveals that he's been tricking them all along with sensors or whatever and that he was a tone he used to work for Tony Stark and that machine that Tony Stark was using to show himself in the past or whatever was something that he created and that Tony Stark stole that from him so I'll say I think at this point when I kept saying last week I said the thing that happened this was the thing that happened when I think from this point to the end of the movie it was really, really good. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I also think that speech that he gave was, like, really good. Like, usually when villains just say how they did it or they did, they explain their whole plan, it's, like, really cheesy and bad. But this one actually worked because it made sense. He was, like, celebrating. But, so, I don't know. I quite enjoyed this one. I quite enjoyed it from that moment on. I quite enjoyed that bar scene alone. But, uh, first of all, I'll ask you all, what do you think about Mysterio's character and overall? And then what do you, first of all, did you expect him to turn? Did you already know it? Cause I kind of already knew it. Did you already know that he was going to turn? And what do you think about the way his story really moved? Rodrigo well, or uh, anyone. Uh, Roger, you can go first. Uh, okay. So um, 
uh, first, uh, first of all, as a comics fan, I, I know for a fact that Mysterio is a villain. So you telling me that Mysterio is a good guy, to me, it's like, I call BS. He's not. <laughs> He's not a good guy. Uh, what I did find fun, and this is the part that you skipped on, that I'm surprised you skipped on, is that his whole scheme of saying like, oh, I'm from a different universe. And, uh, you know, my universe got destroyed and I came here to try to prevent that from happening and all that stuff, which I won't lie. I found that legitimately believable, given that, you know, there's aliens and people got snapped away for no reason in this universe. So it's like, oh, alternate dimensions. Sure. That can happen in the MCU. That's fine. Um, so, like, I, I like how he um, kind of was able to, and now it's like, oh, that story is so crazy, and it works so much, it works so well, because everybody will believe anything now uh, in that universe, which I, I find that a kind of nice meta thing, kind of really cool. Um, I love Jake Gyllenhaal's performance. I think he, he really delivered a very interesting character. It's like he's just, he's a guy that's just kind of, a disgruntled employee is like, oh, I just like Tony Stark just kind of screw me up, and I just you know don't like him anymore. And how is he giving that child like the power to nuke the earth and like not you know an adult that could actually do it? I want to be that adult. I I do also like how he assembled a group of disgruntled Stark employees um for his cause and just kind of they all worked was like hey give it up for this for the uh, script writer to made up this whole crazy story and for like, think, this um, guy and this guy and this guy just kind of like hey let's give thanks to all the people that make uh big movie productions because they're also awesome i think um when they went back and showed the scene of obadiah stain like yelling at that guy i was like that's a really smart callback um yeah I, 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 the I, callback I, with the bar technology i think was also pretty cool yeah uh chase let's kind of it's kind of we kind of did this interview weird but what are what were your key moments in this film that really stood out to you that you just want to talk about kind of spoiler heavy that we couldn't have talked about last week that you really that you really want to get into that happened in this film besides the post-credit scenes because we'll talk about those at the end okay the one part was um the spidey sense or the the Peter Tingle. Uh, Peter yeah, Tingle the, was funny. <laughs> yeah, the uh, that there was a whole sequence where um, there's a fight scene happening between Spider Spider Man and Mysterio, and that whole sequence was cool. And um, one part where um, like Peter is trying to like stop um, Mysterio from like doing something, and he's using his like uh, like his the effects to make it look like. Um, like Mysterio's like in the building and there was a whole like montage or something and like he was witnessing like that all the the effects parts with like Peter and like uh Mysterio. Those parts were really, really cool. You're talking about like the dream sequence thing where Yeah, the dreams yeah. like not when really I, he dreams wanted... are illusions. Huh? They're not really dreams, they're more like illusions. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He was fully awake. But it seemed like a dream sequence. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, that that scene was great. I agree. Yeah, like I think one point where like he thought he like stopped Mysterio, and he was just like, "Nope, I'm actually still alive." And at one point, I thought it was just gonna go on forever and ever and ever, and like, which is the real one? Like, 
I think there was this kind of reminded me of like a Rick and Morty episode where like Rick is stuck on a ship, but like the entire thing is a simulation. And yeah, um, yeah um, like it, this, there were just simulations inside of simulations inside of simulations. And I thought I was going to go on like that. But um, that was a pretty yeah. long scene. But yeah. yeah, but like it still had a lot of good shots. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was really cool. Rodrigo, what what were some of your key moments, things that really struck out to you from this film, again, besides the in-credit scenes? Yeah, so so I I really loved the illusions, because it kind of brought... It kind of reminded me of Doctor Strange, not in the whole psychedelic way, but like he just did some very interesting things Mm -hmm. uh, with the visuals, and I did not expect that from John Watts, so I was like, props to him to pull that off. Uh, That was really cool. The... um, uh, oh, that the scene in um, the Netherlands, uh, uh, where uh, you know where Peter's like all hurt and everything, and he's with Happy and like um, <laughs> he starts uh, building his suit, and Happy just looks at him and like as like oh you're it's like you know kind of Happy is like oh you're you're like you're like Tony remind me of Tony uh, mm-hmm. deal, but playing the you know that ACD song that. Uh, was playing in the first Iron Man. Uh, I love that scene. Uh, because it also shows Peter's um, uh, intelligence. Like, you know, he's a very smart kid. He can build his own things. So uh, it, it kind of shows that part of Peter Parker that we, don't, we haven't seen too much of uh, with Tom Holland. Yeah. And uh, the end fight was also really cool. Like having... Well, no, never mind. Take it back. Like the way you see Mysterio, how he makes... His big attacks. Uh, like I was in his mocap suit, uh, you know, in the studio, is like, oh, make that, make the damage like twice as much, and you know, change this, change that. It's kind of like the way he directs his, you know, big, big things. Is, is I love that, and the way he used the drones. I did not expect, you know, the use of drones to be to be doing his solutions, because um, I knew Mister the solutions. I didn't know how he was going to do it in this movie. I yeah. love. I love the way they pulled that off. He's like, oh, he's just a regular guy. He's just using technology uh, to make himself seem this like this all-powerful being. Yeah. Um, some likes and dislikes for me. Uh, I, I agree that in scene, the way they allude, illusions was cool. And I think, though, really, the breaking down of his character was pretty cool. Because he seemed, like, in control, pretty, like, you know... Not level-headed, but, like, he was pretty smart the whole time. But then it's, like, when things start unraveling and he was, like, no, I control what they see, blah, blah, blah. And Jake Gyllenhaal acted that really well. The visual effects in this were really good. Wasn't a huge fan of... So, first of all, I'm still not a huge fan of Spider-Man's bully. I just don't think he adds much to the movie. Um, Also, Ned and his girlfriend, I forget her name, but their relationship just... That I, I get it, it was kind of a funny thing, but it just kind of didn't do it for me. But one thing that did do it for me is when uh, uh, he accident, he almost tried to kill um, that dude in the bus. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, but it was just kind of a lot of the... There was a lot of small comedic things that worked for me, and but a lot of the big story arc things were also pretty well, pretty well realized. Um, I actually ended up... Most of the things that I thought about this film, I actually was able to articulate last week in um, the spoiler-free review. Um, the only thing I couldn't really talk about was this end credit scene. 
um, well, both in credit scenes. The first, the first one, um, I yeah. still to this day think is better than the movie. Like, I think the end credit scene is better. Well, well, I think it's better than the movie. But one thing I will say is I think it should have been in the movie. Because if you're one person who's just kind of a fair weather Marvel fan, and is just kind of going to these movies, whatever, and then you're going to watch the next one, you're probably going to be confused like on why on how it starts because that's a pretty huge plot point to put like midway through the credits but in terms of the actual scene when we were going and the j uh j jk simmons j jonah jameson shows up on screen could not i literally could not hear a word he said <laughs> like i have abs <laughs> i have absolutely no idea what he was talking about when he started and then everyone kind of quiet because everyone was screaming and everyone kind of quieted down when um Oh, and he was like, okay, here's uh, Mysterio or whatever and his final deathbed. And then when he said Peter Parker, that was like a double, whoa, what is happening? It kind of reminded me of like the Dark Knight, which is weird. <laughs> Good, but I just had like Dark Knight vibes. And I was like, I was not expecting to get Dark Knight vibes from uh, this movie. So I was pumped after the second one. I was like, heck yeah. I'm super excited for Spider-Man 3 now, which I wouldn't have expected. Because I, I, I was like, this is a good franchise, but it's not my favorite franchise in the MCU. If they can pull off the third one, like I think they can, after what happened in the second one, where it was like Spider-Man has to prove that he is a good person. Oh, man. And I, I don't know what villain they're going to do for the third one, but I am pumped. I am excited. Well, they, <laughs> yeah. they did... Uh, announced that uh, Mysterio would be showing up in more films, so he may be faking his death. Yeah. Something. Oh, I figured. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel I feel like they were setting up the Sinister Six in the previous movie, so I feel like that's the next logical step. Yep. They already have three of them, right? Venom and yeah. Mysterio. Yeah, they have Mysterio and they have Mysterio. Also, Jake Gyllenhaal, Michael Keaton, and Tom Hardy in one film with probably three other A-listers? Sign me up. Uh, well, we don't know if that's in the same universe. Um, well, I mean, it will be. I don't trust Amy Pascal's word. I will only trust Kevin Feige's word. Well, well, since Spider-Man Homecoming is a Sony film, if they want to take, yes. take it back because it ends after Spider-Man 3, then they, they get Tom Holland and they get Mysterio. Like, they get both of them. So, it doesn't matter what Kevin Feige thinks. But I, I still say, if those three are in a film, I'm pretty down. Um, but what do you think about the end credit scene, though? Man, Roderick. I was losing my mind. Yeah. I, yeah, Chase was next to me. <laughs> Chase yeah. was next What's... to me the whole thing. Like, every the theater was just exploding the moment yeah. you just saw J. Jonah Jameson on screen. That was the craziest thing that I had ever... Like, I never expected to see... I, I, I didn't expect to see J.J. and Jameson in the MCU in the first place just because Peter Parker's not a reporter. So it's like, there was never really a reason to have him in the MCU. And he's in the DCU, too. Yeah. yeah, but having him there and having him being played by the by the same actor that played him in the original movies, which was perfect casting, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, at this, like, kind of Alex... Jones persona uh, was really, really cool. I mean, like, like you said, like I couldn't hear what he was saying in the beginning. I could only hear like, oh yeah, this is like the meth. I could only hear mysterious message basically. Uh, but it was just, it was just great. It, it, it was amazing, and I, 
I'm excited. It made me more excited for Spider-Man 3 than the movie itself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, best in credit scene of all time? Yes. Yeah. I agree. Um, and I don't, I don't even think it's particularly close, honestly. Um, yeah. Like, because before this, it was probably Thanos, like, grabbing the gloves and saying, I'm going to do it his, myself or whatever. I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. But, like, yeah. this is a game changer. Uh, this one's for real cool. But then let's talk about the second end credit scene. This one I'm not so hot about. Um, it was a, it was a, this is another one where it's like, stop putting stuff in the end credit scenes that completely changes what the entire movie was. But, so in this end credit scene, we show that Nick Fury has been on a beach, which is really in a spaceship, and that the people that you thought were Nick Fury and Samantha Hill, is that her name, Samantha Hill? Um, mm-hmm. Either way, um, whatever. Maria Hill. Uh, yeah, Maria Hill. There it is. Um, those two actors um, were actually uh, Ben Mendelsohn from Captain Marvel and Girl from Captain Marvel. Um, which, first of all, if you haven't watched Captain Marvel, that Ben scene probably didn't make any sense to you. Um, but then that one was just like, what? This was like an unnecessary twist. And then some parts of the film made a lot less sense. Like, some parts made more sense. I was like, okay, why is Nick Fury so trusting of this dude? And I was like, okay, because it wasn't actually Nick Fury. But then, how was he able to know that, like, when he said that story about the ball, the golf or whatever, to show that Mysterio wasn't who he said he was? Like, they had, like, some code or whatever. How did the scroll dude know? Like, that didn't make really much sense because like is scroll dude reporting to nick fury or is he just acting as nick fury uh, like that part kind of really confused me and i was like this doesn't really add to the film this is just kind of an unnecessary twist just to be a twist which i also i didn't say i'm not gonna lie and say i knew it was coming but i definitely knew i saw ben mendelson at the end of endgame and i i doubted myself i was like there's no way ben, that was actually ben mendelson at the end of endgame but i knew it was him <laughs> So wait at the end of Endgame. Yeah, there's a scene wait. where Tom Holland is meeting back up with his friends at the school, and Ben yeah. Mendelsohn is there. Look out for him. And that's when, so that's why I wasn't super surprised when I saw it. I was like, "Hi, I remember you queued that up in Endgame." But I don't know. I was I was a little bit more iffy about this in credit scene. What about you? Mm, well, if it's Apparently, they're hyping up something big. I think I remember looking over to Rodrigo, and I think they were hyping up Secret Wars. I think that was, like, it's a comic series. Um, yeah. I don't know too much about it, but uh, I know that it involves some intergalactic stuff. But Rodrigo can explain it better. Yeah, so Secret Secret Wars, Secret Invasion, I think Secret Invasion is the one, um, that basically the scrolls infiltrate the Avengers, um, which leads to, I think, what could be a, either a pretty fun or pretty annoying game of, well, clearly the scrolls are on Earth working under Nick Fury, but then who who on Earth is a scroll? Um, which, which, you know, I think it leads, like, there's the, the Secret Wars leads to a story of, like, the Avengers being portrayed by scrolls and the scrolls kind of trying to take over, uh, and the Avengers having to deal with like, well, we don't know who's who, and you know, we're trying to find fighting amongst each other, just trying to find uh, 
if we are who we say we are. That would be also, uh, that could be cool. I don't know if the only hesitation about that storyline is that the MCU scrolls are not seen as being malicious or evil. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, these guys are just refugees. They're going to need a character arc. Yeah, to, so uh, unless yeah. unless they want, you know, the next Captain Marvel, for example, they introduce, like, a section of scrolls that is like, well, we don't want to work for Nick Fury. Why, why are we working for this guy? We want to do our own thing, and this is our home now, and they start infiltrating Earth, and this wrecking havoc, then we could get to that. But, you know, for now, like, I would love to see Secret Wars, but I don't think it's not, it's going to come to several years later probably like like a couple like five six seven years from now weirdly enough that scrolls movie sounds like pretty cool except the fact that captain marvel would be in it to uh to mess it because that 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 scrolls movie actually sounds like a dawn of the planet of the apes type thing but um then captain marvel's gonna be in it you know it becomes a superhero movie but i will say i kind of jumped all around at this movie is there anything that i missed that y'all want to talk about he did Edith, oh yeah, the glasses, I, those were cool. I, I, I love, I love, I love the name that, uh, like, even like, see, even even that I'm um, the hero. Even, yeah. even yeah. that I'm the hero, I'm like, oh my gosh, Tony Stark, you're amazing. I love you. Um, yeah, yeah the glasses look kind of cool. Like, uh, I, I find it was weird when Jake Gyllenhaal was wearing the glasses, and Napoleon just looks at him. He's like, oh my gosh, that looks like Tony Stark. <laughs> it kind of, he kind of did remind me. But those are definitely Tony Stark type glasses. Um, yeah. Because even when Peter Parker put them on, I was like, "Yeah, kind of." You kind of remind me of Tony Stark. But uh, that's our that's our review. We gave our grades last week. I think I gave it a B plus, and then y'all both gave it A's, if I'm correct. A um, minus. Yeah. A minus. Yeah. I changed mine to an A minus. Okay. Um, but still a good movie. Um, and again, I'm really excited for Spider Man Three. Like. When it comes out, will probably be one of my most anticipated movies of that year. But with that being said, I I put on the thing that we were to talk about Stranger Things, but I'm actually gonna nix that. Um, we'll just talk about it spoilers when I come back in two weeks. Okay. Um, so, but quick prediction: um, Do you think Finn's gonna die? Because I definitely do. That man's gone. Uh, uh, well, by Finn I mean um. Finn Wolfhard, who is, uh, I forget his character's name, but Mike. Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> I, well, that's the thing. And um, one weird thing that happened was, okay, so Netflix has a partnership with Funko Pops, and uh, the Stranger Things had Funko Pops. But for the first wave, every single character was um, given a pop except for Mike. Even, like, Caleb's uh, McLaughlin's little sister in the show. Yeah. Which I found very annoying. Which I find very annoying. Yeah, I don't like uh, her character. Either. Yeah, she got a pop, and uh, Eleven got two pops, but Mike got no pops. And uh, until the second wave, that was kind of spoilery. Uh, it revealed that uh, no spoilers. Brother... Yeah, oh, no, no spoilers. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I no, I was saying that uh, it revealed four pops, and Eleven has another pop. Mike has a pop um and the older brother of a uh, uh uh mad max or max he has a pop <laughs> i yeah. won't say much but he he's whole like he's pretty important in this season 
Well, it showed it showed in the trailer, which I mean, I guess yeah. it's not a spoiler at this point that he is the villain. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, possessed by the villain. Yeah, possessed by the villain. Um, so I'm pretty sure since it happens in the trailer, it probably happens early on in the season. Um, but we'll we'll save the Stranger Things talk though. But I am very excited. It drops here 2 a.m. tomorrow. Which mm-hmm. I won't I won't watch it live, but when I wake up, Stranger Things for sure. But yeah. we started we did one last week. I want to play a few games. A few games. Um uh, last week you did what was it, the movie actor game, I think is what I called it. But I don't wanna do that. I remember a long time ago we played a game. It's really simple. So I just call it I think I called it the oh I called it the movie actor game in this MNR notes too, but it's different. Um so this one's pretty easy. All you have to do is name actors. We're just going to go around the table or around the chat or whatever. So the only thing is you have to have an actor that starts with the letter of an alphabet and it's going to go, you know, descending. So let's say if I said A, I could say Amy Adams. And then Adam would be next. He could say B, um, Bradley Cooper. And then C, Chase could say Chris Chase Brad. Mack. I don't but um yeah. and then we just keep going around the circle and you're gonna get 10 seconds 10 seconds to answer and if you don't answer you're gonna be out so we're gonna see how long this goes i i think we can i think we can get at least around the clock once time one time and then we'll see after that so let me pull up my clock are you all ready yeah. sure the order the order by the way is me adam chase and then rodrigo and then back to me. So I'll start off with A, with Miss Anya Taylor-Joy. And then we're off to Adam Go. Uh, Brennan Frazier. Um, Ch- C's, Chase. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. D, Rodrigo. Danny DeVito. E, yeah. for me, oh, E? Oh, man. <laughs> Come on, she came to Houston. Who? What? The oh, the I e. am terrible. Oh, it's it's hard for me because I'm timing too, which I've already lost. But this is gonna mm-hmm. bug me. Uh, oh man. Are you uh, no, Yes, but I need to think of this, or else I'm gonna I'm gonna be very sad with myself. Mm. I'm I'm just drawing a blank. Also, I'm very very tired. I hope it's not coming across, but I am like. Almost to sleep, tired. Oh. Um, it's I can't even think of any single name in the in like the world that starts with the E. Just give me a, any name. Uh, Emma, uh, really? Emma Watson. Oh man. Emily uh, Clark. Oh uh, yeah. Banks. Amelia Clark. Oh man, I messed that up badly. Mm. Oh well, Adam with the F. <laughs> oh, Adam? sorry. Um, yeah. uh, Farley Granger. Oh, man. Who is that? I'm just, I'm just gonna trust you on that one. Uh, Chase with the G. Uh, uh, Gareth Edwards? No, oh no, yeah, Gareth Edwards. H. Rodrigo. Uh, Hugo Weaving. I. I'm gonna put myself back in the game because it's my show and I'm cheating. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Ian Hempstead. Is that his name, Rodrigo, from Game of Thrones? Uh, Ethan, it's, Ian it's, Clark. It's, Ian. it's it's yes, yeah. One Ian, of those. Ian something. It, it, it starts with Ian, yes. Or Isaac 
No, his name's Oscar yeah. Isaac. Never mind. Doesn't no, count. It, I mean, it is. It is. I, oh, well, yeah. It's Isaac. Weird last name I cannot pronounce. I it's think a, I got it right. But yeah. Jay, Adam. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Oh, man. Adam's going to destroy us. <laughs> K. Um, Chase. Eight. K. 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 Oh, um. Uh, Kumail Nanjani. Oh, nice. Nice. L. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, for my M, I'll go with Maisie Williams. N, Adam. N. Um, uh, uh, Nicholas Holt. Oh, nice. Oh. Chase. Hmm? Oh. Uh, uh, Octavia Spencer. Nice. P. Um, Pedro Pascal. Nice. No, is he an actor? Yes. I thought he was a producer. He um, played Sober and Martel in uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, nice. Um, oh, am I Q? Quinn Tarantino. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> um, R, Adam. Uh, Robert De Niro. S, Chase. Scarlett Johansson. T, Rodrigo. Uh, Tom Hiddleston. You, I am getting the worst letters. Oh my god. You, um, I was about to say Hugo Weaving, but that's not a thing. Um, uh, oh, Ugo, Ugo Aduba. That's not her name. U- Ugo, Uzo Aduba? U- U- whatever. You know her. That girl from Orange is the New Black. What's the letter after you? V. V, Adam. I'm completely blanking on V. Um, I know Victoria and Victor are the only names that are coming to mind, so... I actually know one. Acted pretty instantly. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. Have you heard of a Nick- little Nickelodeon show? She's not going to get that one. Uh, uh, I can give you one um, from Fences. I mean, I know, I know there's a, someone... I'm, I'm trying to come up with someone I'm familiar with. I'll just go with Victoria Justice. I know she's... Uh, yeah! I couldn't think of anyone like I actually know. So Viola Davis. Oh, Viola Davis, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, letter after V, Chase. Uh, w, Winston Duke. Letter after I W. I hate you. <laughs> what is it's that? X. Uh, um, I, 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 I know a voice actor. Those are actors. For video games. Nope, so, those are not actors. <laughs> It's A that's still acting. Uh, probably does something else. Uh, Sander Mobius? I think that's I have no name. idea who that is. Adam, fact check him. <laughs> is that okay. a person? <laughs> I, like I think, I think he plays the announcer guy in Smash Brothers and has another voice acting gigs in other things. <laughs> that's a pretty big gig. Oh, oh, you're still using the video game? I thought it was just an actor. You saw my. It's uh, a voice actor. <laughs> If you saw Sandra my respect Mobis for is an American voice actor who is known for his work in English dubbed anime and video games. There you go. You could so you could see my respect for Adam's movie knowledge because when I said Adam fact check him, I just thought he was gonna know it off the top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't it didn't work out. What's after X? Why? Why? Uh oh, geez. Yara Shahidi. Yeah. Adam Z. Um, 
Hmm. Asby first name, right? Yes. Okay, so I can't do Catherine Zeta Jones. Um, uh, there's an actor named Zelda, wasn't there? Um, Zelda. Da... Yes. I yeah, don't think right. so. Yes, yes, there is. Um, there's um, a lot more famous actress that I'm thinking of. Um, <laughs> um, it's not Zelda Fitzgerald. That's someone else. Um, do you need her last name? Uh, let me see. Uh, what's, um... What about the girl from Avatar and Avengers? Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm sorry. Really? Uh, the blue girl from Avatar? Oh, Zoe Saldana. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I've... we'll go... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Adam. What are you saying? Nothing. Nothing. Okay, we'll go... We'll ser- Let's see if we can make it to Z again. Let's see if we can do two rounds. Chase, you're with A. Um... Uh... Alex Trebek? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Not an actor. Uh, then uh, I'll just go with um, Aaron Paul. Okay. Okay. Um, then Affleck. Nice. Uh, C. Oh, geez. Catherine Zeta Jones. No, her name starts with a K, doesn't it, Adam? No, it's a. I'm pretty sure it's a C. Oh, I trust you. Okay, you're a D. <laughs> uh, Jenny Glover. Yep. E. Chase. E. E. Um. Uh, Amelia. Can I say Amelia Clark? Sure. F. Oh, Rodrigo. Uh. Felicity Jones. Nice. G. The only G name I could think of is Gerardo, but I don't know any Gerardo actors. Um, uh, or Gustina. That's not a... What? There has to be bigger G names. G- uh, Guy. Guy. Richie. Nope, he's an actor. He's a director. Dang it. Um, G- Gary Marshall. He's another director. Dang it. There's another person with the name Gary. Gary, F. Gary Gray's another director. What Gary? Uh, Who do you really like? Uh, by your favorite director. What? There's a dude with Gary in a Christopher Nolan movie. Oh, there's yes. a guy Pierce. Okay, all right. <laughs> Who's the other one? Gary, Gary Shanlink. Gary Oldman. Ah, you're right. Okay, H. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton. Oh, nice. F. All right, that's not it. H. I. Chase. I for me. Yes. Um. Uh. Um. Isla Fisher. Nice. J. Uh, Javier Bardem. Okay. K. Um. Yeah. Uh, Kaiser so say I am terrible at this game. Why did I, why why did I choose to do this? Um. <laughs> Kimberly, nope, I don't know any of those. Mm. Jesus. Okay, Kimberly, what's that? Kim Kardashian, nope, that's not really. 
Uh, Carrie Fisher. No, that's a C, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, just give me a K name. I'm I'm blanking. Cat. Cat Dennings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lance Reddick. Nice. Ooh. M. Yes. Um. Um. M. 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 Uh, I feel like there's an actor with the name Malcolm. Um, hmm. I, Meryl Streep. Nice. Oh, N. good. N? Yes. Uh, na- oh, uh, Natalie Dormer. Oh, I forgot you were going to go apartment. Um. Oh, Olivia Cook, you know what is happening. Um, P. Adam. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge? Nice. Is that her name? Yes. P.Q. Chase? Cole Winston Tarantino. Oh, I already did it. <laughs> we did? Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I almost, I will be stumped. Uh, Q is hard. Uh, um... Q, 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 Um, cool. I can't even think of any. That's hard. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, do y'all have any, Adam? Can you help them out? Um, I'm trying to think of a hint that actually, like, is helpful. Um, um, is that like Q-U-A? Because right now I'm thinking of Q-U-E and then it's like triggering Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Or like Quincy Jones. Oh, no. He's a he's a musician. So no. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, hmm. Oh, man. That's hard. Uh, slightly old. Not super old, but like slightly older uh, black woman actress. I think she was a musician before she started acting. Hmm. Oh, man. Uh, oh, Queen Latifah. Yep. Oh. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's me? It's me, right? With an R? Yes. Yes. Um, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Nice. S, um, Selena Gomez. <laughs> That's bad. Okay. <laughs> T, Adam. Uh, Toshiro Mifune. Tip, of course. <laughs> uh, you, Chase. Um, Usher. He's on The Incredibles, too. <laughs> nice. V. Rodrigo. Oh, dang it. Uh, I'm thinking of like a vowel, but I'm not going to think of someone. Shoot, I can't think of anybody. V, yeah, V is hard since I already said Viola Davis. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, there's one with the vanilla paper. Is there no violets who work? Yeah. Uh, or a vanilla bee? That's a character. Uh, um, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Uh, that, 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 ah, dude. Uh, Buck Kilmer. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, forgot about him. Uh, v. W, um, 
Will, Will, uh, well, oh, Rachel's going to be mad. I can't remember this dude's name. His last name is Defoe. Um, oh, I believe it. I believe it is Willem Defoe. Yes. yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Willem Defoe. Um, that's, that means X is with you, Adam. Uh, the only thing that's coming to mind is Xavier Dolan. I'm not sure if he's, I know he's a director. I think he's also an actor, though. Probably. Um, why for Chase? Uh, why? Okay. Um, Yolanda Adams, she was in Ride Along 2 for some unknown reason. Yeah. Like, Yolanda Adams is the singer, right? Yeah, she's a gospel singer. Yeah, she's pretty good. Um, that means you're with Z's. Rodrigo. Oh, I had this one ready for Adam. <laughs> uh, Zelda Williams. Oh, nice. Um, and that's it. That's it. We got through two rounds. Um, Ooh, let's not do more because we don't want to push our luck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, we would. I would not get through another round. We should have. I should have did it with movies because that was going to be another one I do, but we're kind of running out of time. But that that's that's one we might bring back, but with movies. But mm-hmm. before we get out of here, um, slightly shorter show than usual, actually. Um, did I put any, let me look at my notes. Did I, put, I did not. So, um, movie spotlight. We do it every week. What movie or TV show that you've watched recently that you want to bring up that's um, not in the show notes? Uh, we'll start with. Let's go out of order. Let's start with Chase. Um, I haven't watched much recently, but I did check out the uh, the uh, there's, there's this Black Mirror episode where um it's this knockoff i think rashi told us about it it was like the um the knockoff twitter episode uh yeah where it's um, smithereens it. yeah smithereens yeah i watched it yesterday and it's not really a recommendation like check it out if you want but like it didn't feel like a black mirror episode it felt like a like a csi episode yeah kind of i can see where you're from um yeah. Let's go to Rodrigo then. Um, so I'm going to put on my basic uh, whip hat. Um, uh, I've been watching Attack on Titan season three lately. Um, it just actually, the season just ended on Sunday. And it's, it's, it's been quite a good season. Like I was worried with this uh, show because like, I think season one was great. Season two slow down a bit and then the first half of season three was totally like off the rails different from what the show initially was and this second half of the season i just brought it back to what it was before and it's great and it it answers a lot of questions and sets up for like a pretty cool very lore heavy but also very action-packed final season four so yeah, Attack on Titan for those for the two weeps that have not watched the show. Adam, I would have bet so much money you're going to say Eva. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to cheat a little bit. Um, there's an article recently published on Slate called "50 Plus Queer Writers: 50 Plus Favorite Queer Films," where uh, a writer named Kyle Turner uh, got a bunch of like, like as it says, like. Uh, more than 50, like, queer film critics to come together and, like, write, uh, had each of them write a, like, short bit of fiction on their, um, one of their favorite, like, queer films. Um, 
So I'm going to recommend like y'all check that out. Um, there's a few on here that I've seen, but the one that I just watched last night was a movie called um, uh, Sylvia Scarlet, which is a movie from uh, 1935 directed by George uh, Kukor? Kukor? I have no idea. Um, it's basically a, it's like a cross-dressing comedy. It's about like um, Catherine Hepburn plays this like French woman who like moves with her like father to um, uh, London and she like cuts off all her hair and she like starts dressing as a man and like it's a very like comedy of manners is not the right term but it's like sort of in that vein of things um it's a little rough in some places but it's also like a very it's incredibly charming pretty funny it's definitely worth the time at least i was looking up something so i missed the name what was it called sylvia scarlet sylvia scarlet is it on any streaming platforms or uh at the moment, it's on the Criterion channel. Um, the reason I actually watched this one last night is the Criterion channel has a nice thing where on their homepage at the bottom, they always have a list of uh, movies they're like leaving the service at the end of the month. Um, and this is one that is like going off the service on um, uh, July 31st. Oh, nice. I, I do that with Netflix sometimes. I try to get the ones before they leave. Yeah. But uh, one... Uh, I've only watched two movies since our last episode, and one was The Longest Week, starring Jason Bateman and Olivia Wilde and Billy Crudup, and uh, that movie's not that good. And then I watched Reservoir Dogs. That movie's not that good. So uh, I'm going to recommend a film I saw a long time ago, and I just think more people should see, and that's Begin Again. It stars... I think I've already talked about it on this podcast, so I don't care. It stars... Mark Ruffalo and Kira Knightley, and Kira Knight, and it's directed by John John Carney, who directed Sing Street and uh, Once, and it's like Kira Knightley is this musician. She's trying to get a start in L.A. and she's at this bar or whatever, and she's singing her song, and no one really cares. They're just talking, and she's like, you know, whatever. I'm gonna just move back home. But then it just happens the night that she's there. Mark Ruffalo is also there. Mark Ruffalo sees her. And he's like, this is a good song. She's going to be a star. Convinces her to stay. And this whole thing is kind of about, you know, her making this album with Mark Ruffalo and her dealing with some stuff with her, um, her some relationship stuff with um, Adam Levine, his character. And uh, this movie is just, it's really delightful. Like, it's it's genuinely one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, if Christopher Nolan wasn't alive, it would be my favorite movie of all time. It has great music, great performances, even from Adam Levine. Adam Levine, Karen Knightley, Mark Ruffalo, they're all great. CeeLo Green, everybody's great. It's really well written. Its ending is actually like really good for what the movie is because the movie kind of steers you into thinking it's going to end one way that you know most movies like this would end, but then it kind of same kind of like Sting Street, kind of just goes a different way, and then it it ends on a really good note. And, it, and it, the thing is, it could have ended even the way you thought it was going to end would have been a good ending. But then it made it even better by not doing what you wanted it to do. So it has a great ending, great music. Um, it moves really quickly. It's not that long of a film. Um, I mean, it keeps you interested the whole time. It, cause it kind of twists and turns the whole time. Every time you think something's going to happen, kind of the opposite happens. And you really care about all of these characters. Even when Adam Levine's character is not the greatest person at times, you still kind of sympathize with him at least i did and i was like okay i kind of understand what you're going through so begin again 
I think is one of the most underrated movies, I believe, of all time. And I think John Carney is a director that not enough people talk about. He only has three films, but they're all really good, in my opinion. I think Once Once is maybe his most famous one, but that's another like really good story about a relationship and music and then Begin Again and then Sing Street. They're all just really good films with really good music. And he's directing a TV show with Modern Love with that is Anne Hathaway, Olivia Cook, and all these great actresses. So watch out for John Carney. Um, watch Begin Again. The reason I thought about it is because you said Netflix and it went off of Netflix, so you actually have to buy it now. But Begin Again, that's a great movie. That's my recommendation for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week, but I won't. I'm going to be in New York next week, so uh, we're going to have a different host, for better or for worse, so probably a much shorter show, knowing how much I talk. But next week, I don't know what it's, ten, it's, I don't know what it's going to be about um, right now. That'll be up to the host for next week, but yeah, I won't be here, but it'll be a fun time anyway. I'm really excited to listen. I know, Rodrigo, you can't make next week either, so it'll be it'll be a really different show, right? Because, Rodrigo, you're, you're in... I'm going to be in say? Colorado. Colorado, yeah, and I'm going to New York. So I'll be back in two weeks talking about Stranger Things, talking about Lion King, talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But for Adam, for Chase, for Rodrigo, that's the end of this week. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.